What's the deal? We back, your boy Gabe Weapons of War podcast. Last episode of this wonderful 2019 year. I hope everybody getting ready. Well, I hope you're not getting ready. I hope by this point you are ready for this new year. And that's basically what we're going to talk about today. How ready are we for the new year? We're at the time now where people are finalizing their New Year's resolution. You know, where everybody makes a vow to themselves that I'm going to do better. I'm going to work out. I'm going to eat better. I'm going to raise my kids better. I'm going to stop cursing, drinking, smoking, or whatever it is you feel that you need to stop doing. This is that almighty time where you make these bold predictions and set these unrealistic goals for yourself. And I don't mean unrealistic in the point of saying that they're unattainable. I'm saying unrealistic because most people have no intention of fulfilling these things because if they did, they wouldn't have waited until the new year. They would have been doing it up until this point. But the thing I want to get into is we focus so much on what we are going to do in the new year that we forget about the year that is leaving us. And I say that to say, how many things have you left on the table in 2019? How many still fulfillable gaps are there that you are leaving in 2019? How many relationships that should have been mended this year weren't mended? How many apologies have you kept inside yourself because you were too prideful to release them? We don't think about those things. We're so ready to jump into the new year as to say when the calendar turns to a different year that everything you've left in the past is truly non-existent anymore. Well, that's not true. So I want everyone listening to take a real good look at themselves as God to really Open your eyes up to yourself to show you your gaps, to show you those relationships that you should have mended, but you didn't. Those apologies that you should have released, yet you didn't. Those goals that you wrote or projected to have finished by the end of the year that you didn't fulfill. And not the goals that you didn't fulfill based on things beyond your control. Those goals that you had that you think that or you thought that you weren't good enough, you didn't have enough to do it, or you were just flat out procrastinating and lazy and didn't get the chance to do it, you know, by things of your own hand. Let's focus on those things. Let's focus on not bringing incompletions into the new year. And I say this not as just a off the top of my mind type of thing. I started doing this last year. Instead of going into the new year mainly focused on the things I'm going to accomplish in the new year, which is good. You should create goals for the upcoming year. I I don't want you to think that I'm saying don't do that. But what I'm saying is I was unfulfilled going from year to year and I had to pray and ask God, what is it? What am I doing that is keeping me unfulfilled? And he told me that I have all these gaps 
It was so many promises that I made to myself that I was out of integrity with myself because I said I was going to do this. I said I was going to do that. I made all these bold predictions for myself that by my own hand, I just did not do. So integrity is a big thing. And if you're out of integrity with yourself, that's a horrible place to be in because you can't be fulfilled because you are not owning or taking responsibility over your own life and over your own word. So how can I keep integrity with other people? How can I speak into other people telling them what they should do? If they do this, they'll be better. If they stop doing this, when here it is, I have all these gaps in my life due to my own hand. Remember, I'm not speaking about those things that you just couldn't do for reasons beyond your control. But if we really sit down and ask ourselves, did I do everything that I said I was going to do? Those things that I'm able to do. Did I really do them? Because one, if we use the excuse of I didn't have enough, I will tell you this. If God gave you an idea, he gave you the idea knowing what you had currently. And while what you have may not be enough to make the entire thing come into fruition, I guarantee you if you look hard enough, you have enough to put that first building block down. And as you begin to do more, you will receive more. As the old adage goes, if you build it, they will come. There are people who are assigned to help you with your vision, with your ideas. But until they see your vision and or your ideas beginning to manifest, they're just wandering around incompleting themselves because they are waiting for you. And if you wait too long, then that's going to pass to someone else and someone else is going to get the help that you should have gotten. But you didn't because you held on to something. Then also the hardest thing is sitting down, releasing pride, rather, I'm getting tongue tied, and saying, okay, me and my aunt, me and my mother, me and my sibling, me and my spouse, my wife or my husband are not necessarily distant, but there's something there that's not right. I have contributed to something traumatic. But I'm holding on to my pride by not apologizing, by not forgiving, by not saying I'm sorry for not following up the I'm sorry with, okay, what can we do better now? How can we avoid these things now? But instead to keep that so-called upper hand or to feel like I didn't do anything. I don't think I deserve to have to say anything We hold off and then there's underlying bitterness and unforgiveness that's manifested in us and it's affecting us adversely. It's affecting our relationships. It's affecting our mood. You ever meet people who just seem to be mad and angry all the time? I'm here to tell you mad and angry is a choice. To choose to be angry and mad every day is to make that conscious decision to say that I am going to volitionally carry All this hurt, carry all this pain daily, reminding myself of what I feel was done wrong to me. And that is not living. 
So I'm challenging everybody now while you've created your goals for 2020 and that's great. I'm challenging you now to sit back and take inventory over your 2019 and just like the IRS will carry your taxes that you haven't paid from year to year, go back 2018, 2017, 2016 and ask God to bring into remembrance the gaps that you left in those years, those things that are still in a place where you can correct them in some way. Some things may be out of season, but forgiveness is never out of season. If you've been, if you've been holding on to something since 2012, 2011, you could still mend that relationship today. And I challenge you even further, even if something has happened between you and another person, that your relationship is seemingly on a good thing, but you have never apologized to that person, I compel you to do that now. Because even though you all may be cordial, something in that person may still need to be released. Something in you may still need to be released by you holding on to that apology and just sweeping it under the rug saying, oh, well, we cool now. So it's no need for me to bring that up. No, if you did it, take responsibility with it, own it, and apologize for it and let there be true healing because we get into that place where we're just sweeping stuff under the rug and we're just letting stuff go and thinking that that's okay. And in most cases, it's not because there's still something inside of you that is saying that I'm not apologizing to them or I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to creep under the radar because, okay, they're speaking to me now. No, mature adults know how to speak to each other, they willingly give forgiveness. They willingly open themselves to say, hey, I did this to you and I apologize. And we need to do that. We need to quit writing 100 emojis and I'm real type things when in actuality, we're not. Because our true self, the self that God created us to be, is loving is apologetic, is compassionate. But when we take on what society says is real and when we take on the different programmings from everything we see and what we hear, then we become hard. We become callous because it's weakness to be apologetic. It's weakness to be loving. It's weakness to be compassionate when in actuality it's harder to be compassionate. It's harder to be loving to someone who it may be viewed as they are not deserving of your of your affection or your apologies because of what they've done to you. So I want you to look at yourself and find those gaps of maturity, find those gaps of integrity in your life and go back and correct them. Because if you do not correct them and we allow these things to fester in us, they will affect the goals that we make for year and for year to come. Or things will be seemingly correct, but then that demon you didn't slay back in 1999 when you finally made it to the top of the mountain in 2020 or 2021 will come back and tear you down. So to avoid that and to be complete within yourself, it's time for us to fill in the gaps and then ask God to help you to not go back to that place. Then start doing a work within you so you can get away from that place of unforgiveness. You can get away from that place of bitterness. You can get away from that place where you feel you have to be so prideful that you can't release a simple, I'm sorry. 
and then look at your own attitude. It's time for us to get out of the space of that's just how he is. That's just how she is. That's the way he or she is because no one has ever approached them in a loving way to let them know that that's not how they have to be. They're that way because from for whatever reason, they have not healed of a traumatic experience in their life. So what I'm telling you is we need to look into that because a lot of times we are that person who people view as that's just how they are. When that's not just how we are. Innately, we're not mean. Innately, we're not evil. Innately, we don't have vindictive spirits. All those are learned behaviors. So I want to ask that we begin to unlearn some things as we go forward. But we have to acknowledge that there are things in us that we need to unlearn. We need to acknowledge that as great as we think that we are, there are things that we do not do well. And I'm not saying that those things you have to go out and shout it from the rooftops. Hey, but if that works for you, confession, especially public confession, while I said go seek out that person who you have wronged, sometimes we do a lot of people wrong daily just based on our personal attitudes that we feel that we have the right to have because you can't tell me how to act. I don't have to act like everyone else. And while you do not, but but what I will say is, Loving, compassion, respect, those things are not things that people earn. Those are what those are things that you owe people. We have to kill the adage that said respect is earned. Respect is not earned. Respect is something that we should freely give. If I meet you and I don't know you, it's not too many ways that in this moment you can earn my respect. However, I give it to you freely because I know that I myself I have gaps in my life. There are things that I need to work on, so I will be respectful to you. I also want us to take this into 2020 with us saying that how I am is not stringent upon how you are. I hear people say, oh, I'm going to give them what they give me. No, it doesn't matter how a person approaches you. Being loving, compassionate, understanding is always how we should show up. But that takes a different level of maturity. So this is something that we need to go back and fill these gaps. And these gaps can't be filled without God. I want to let us let you know that now we can overshadow some things. We could push themselves to the side. But unless you are completely healed and delivered from these things, You are basically just sweeping them over to the corner, sweeping them under a rug, and they're lying dormant, just waiting on an opportunity to lead back up. So I want us to be healed now. Let's work on being healed in 2019 so we can go into 2020 correctly. Because when you come from a healed place, that's an empowered place where you're in integrity, where you can clearly hear what God is telling you concerning your purpose, concerning your family, concerning your business, concerning yourself. When you're in that space where you're not holding on to the baggage of he did this or she did that, or when this happens, it reminds me of when this happened. And you're still holding on to the pain of being abandoned, the pain of being raped, the pain of being talked bad to, of being abused. And while I'm not saying those things are not major things or serious things, what I'm saying is that whatever it is you've gone through, there is the ability to heal from that and release it. Because what you may not know is holding on to those things 
emotionally manifest physically. You see people dying early. You see people with pains. You see people with diseases. You see people with growths, with headaches and all these problems that are just popping up in their body and they don't understand why. I ask you, could it be that they're holding on to something? Is something in them that they're holding on to mentally and emotionally that is finally manifesting itself physically? Because the body is a great work and just thinking things can alter how your body feels. I can't think of off the top of my head what the condition is called, but there's a condition that women have who can their mind can psych their body out to make them think that they're pregnant and actually grow a stomach and actually start lactating and producing hormones that only come when you are pregnant. But just off the mind, it begins to change the body. And in that same way, when we're holding on to things, when we're harboring bitterness and unforgiveness, when we're, when we're holding on to traumatic things, then they're going to manifest physically at some point. So I want us to take these things and cast them out. I want us to begin to take these things and say, you know, you could go to God and say, God, this hurt me. When this happened, I felt like this. I don't like so-and-so for what they did to me. I don't want to forgive so-and-so for what they said to me. I don't forgive myself for what I did this way. And you could do that, but at the end, release it saying, although I don't want to give up these things, I know these are things that are hindering me, that are keeping me out of your good graces, and you want me to be free. So I need your help on this one, God, because I know these are necessary to give up. So Holy Spirit, help me. Teach me how to release these things. And I can guarantee you that he will do so if you leave yourself open to be taught, open to be healed. And I spoke about it in a previous episode of how we get caught up in that victimhood because the payoff of a victim can be really big. You know, you get those ahs and oohs and it's okay, and you hide behind your excuses because of your victimhood. But I want us now to realize that that cloak of victimhood is not an empowered position. It may get you some things, but when you really think about it for what it is, it's not an empowered position. So I want us to uh, open our hearts up, open our minds up to be able to release these things, to allow God to do a work within me, within you, and for us to release these things so that when we come to the end of the year and we're preparing for the new year and we have all these wonderful goals set, that they are actually attainable because we are not holding on to other things. Our mind, our time is not being occupied by past trauma. Because just as the past is no more, because it's gone, these emotions, these feelings that we've attached to something that doesn't even exist anymore are basically fictitious now. Because we can't go back to the past. We can't undo what's done. What happened is what happened. What we need to begin to focus on is the fact that Whatever has happened to us, we made it. By the grace of God, you made it. And you hear all the songs that say things like, 
What didn't kill me made me stronger. You are stronger for making it through whatever it is you have gone through. So to reach that empowered state, instead of looking at your trauma as bad, which it may have been literally bad, look at the stronger person that you've become because of it. And now you take your strength that you've just acquired and begin to pour into other people who are just like you, who feel like they don't have anybody who understands them where they are. In 2019 and in the years to come, I want us to begin to go into the new year like that. Okay, prep your new year, but let's see what we left on the table for the year that we're still in. Let's see. Okay, God. Well, let's say, okay, God, show me me. Give me an inventory of my year. Show me my gaps. Repent to God for having these gaps. Because we don't have to have all these gaps because he's given us the strength and he's given us provision to perform whatever it is he's given us to perform. So repent to God and then possibly depending on what your gaps are, like I said a couple times already, go repent and apologize to these people. If some people you're holding on to things that are dead, write a letter. If you know where they are, go speak it to them while they're in the grave. If not, write that letter and then release it just so it could get off of you. And then you'll begin to enter into that empowered state, that state where you will be able to hear clearly what God is saying to you concerning whatever it is you need him to speak to you about. Men, we especially have to be in this empowered place. And I don't say this to say that women aren't leaders and things like that. That's not what I'm saying. So I I don't want anybody to think that's what I'm saying, that I'm lessening the role of a woman. But coming from a Christian standpoint, how the man is called to be a head of a household, we really have to be in that empowered state where we're not walking in our trauma because Other people are depending on us. You have a wife. You may have children. And if we are in that disempowered position while trying to lead them, it is not going to work. So we need to constantly be asking God to show us our gaps, to show us those things that we need to do better, those things that we need to release. So when we're listening to our wives, when we're listening to our children, we won't have any leakage because when you hold on to things in one area, especially toxic things, they leak into other areas of your life and you may find yourself out of integrity in other areas because you have allowed something that you should have let go to occupy too much of your time or your time at all. And in that same way, when you begin to reach that empowered state because you've released all these things, that also leaks. That happiness upon that release begins to leak into other areas of your life. And if you pay attention, people may be looking at you strange because you're showing up in a different place where they did not expect where you were the person who was referred to as, that's just how they are, people will begin to come up to you asking you, are you okay? And it's funny how, well, let me rephrase it. If you are a person who smiles and every time you smile, people ask you, are you okay? Don't get mad. Question the fact of why do people think it's strange that I smile? Could it be that I don't do it? So... (laughs) 
when you get into this empowered state and begin to smile, people may think that something is strange because this is uncommon for you. But that's the opportunity for you to begin to tell them, hey, I apologize to you for presenting myself in a in a in a light that's less than who I truly am. You don't have to get all that sounded a little extra for <laughs> everyday conversation, but you you get the point. Apologize to your coworkers for showing up with an attitude every day. Apologize to your spouse for coming in the house with an attitude. Apologize to your children for having an attitude. Beyond popular belief, it is okay for you to apologize to your children. I really want, let me speak to the men. Men, dads, just because we are the parent, just because we are the head of the household, does not mean that everything we do and say to our kids is correct. So what I want us to do in this release of things, ask God to show you yourself in re- in reference to your children. And something God told me is that if I, in my own mind, can't justify why I'm doing something to my kids or telling them no about something, then I'm not going to do it. Because the thing of because I'm grown, because I can, should not fly when you're talking to your children. Because they are kids, they, they may be kids, but they're still people. And I'm not saying you have to explain everything you do to your children. That's why I say if you cannot articulate it to yourself while you're doing it, then you may have to rethink rethink what you're doing or what you're saying. Because if it doesn't make sense to you, how do you feel comfortable releasing that to your kid? And as the male, as the head of household, it's real big, your input into your child's life. So let's look at those gaps so we can see, okay, I might owe my kid, I might owe my son, I might owe my daughter an apology. I might owe them, owe them an extra hug or, you know, a real long hug just to let them know that, hey, daddy may have been hard. I may have been this. I may have been that. And I apologize. I want you to know that I'm not just going to do anything to you for no reason. But, you know, your kid and just had that conversation with them. If you have a child who's not in your life, go back and get them. Start putting together plans and ideas of how you are going to re-enter this child's life. That's something that I'm doing, thinking, okay, God, I have a gap. I need to fill this gap. I've come from a fatherless home. I know what it is to be to go through that. I have done this and I need to go correct it. So I need to fill that gap. So I want people to know I'm not just on here speaking to you all about things that you need to do. This first hits home with me. I have gaps that I need to have filled. There are apologies that I need to go administer. There are things about myself that I need to let go of. There are things that I need to unlearn. There's some things that I just need to flat out stop doing. We have to get out of the excuse game because in one breath we can't say we're adults, but then in the second Brett, be like, oh, well, I don't have to do that. They said it first. They said it to me. No, let's be mature adults. Let's just not strive to be adults. Let's be mature adults. A lot of us have gaps in maturity because maturity is a choice. 
You're an adult just because the law says at 21 you're grown. But are you a mature adult? And if you are not, focus on filling those gaps. The bridges that you burn down, go back and rebuild them. Because if everyone is getting into that space where we're releasing the emotion and the pain and the effect of these traumatic moments where they say, you know, once a bridge is burned, is burned. No, the person who you burn the bridge with will also have to release the pain of you burning that bridge. And you'll find it funny where while you're rebuilding the bridge on your end, you'll meet them halfway because they've already started rebuilding the bridge on the other side. That's the space we need to be in. But until we allow ourselves to be open, until we allow ourselves to truly heal, we can't reach that space. And it takes God. I honestly don't know how people who don't have God survive how they go through the day-to-day things, how they go through each year making resolutions and whatnot. How do you handle it? Because I I don't know. And I'm not asking how you handle it because I want to try how you handle it. (laughs) Other than God, it's a rhetorical question. But 2020 is upon us. 2019 is still here. If you take the same you into a different year, you are going to produce the same results. I believe that's what they say insanity is, doing the same thing, expecting a different outcome. So (laughs) if you yourself are being the same person, just injecting yourself into different situations, then the same you is going to do the same thing and is going to produce the same outcome. It just is what it is. But the good thing about it is you have the power to change who you are. You have the power to do something different. All it takes is a choice. Everything is a choice away. So my question to you is, are you going to choose to allow God to show you you? Are you going to choose to once he shows you you and shows you the gaps, shows you the love you need to give, show you the bridges you need to go and fix, show you the people you need to let go of? Because while we're looking at these gaps, some of these gaps are the fact that we are around people or we have people in our circle who don't need to be in our circle. Are you going to make the choice that once you receive these revelations to let go of people, to release forgiveness, to go back and tell your mother that you're sorry, to go back and tell your father that you're sorry, to go back and tell, let me say rather, that you apologize because I don't want you to think you're saying that you're sorry. Are you going to make that choice? Are you going to make that choice to reconcile with your spouse? to realize that they are people going through their process just like you're a person going through your process. So you can't hold yourself in a regard and expect people to look at you and give you that grace when you don't extend that grace to others. It's time for us to be real where we stand. Real people don't have to say that they're real. All these things that people are doing and saying to be real is overcomplicated. Real is simple. Real is being authentic. 
Real is to get to that place where your life needs no filters. This is who I am. Not in that way of you know it's stuff wrong with you and you're just accepting that, hey, I'm letting you know it's stuff wrong with me. No, real is saying I understand that I'm imperfect, but I'm trying, I'm making efforts, I'm taking strides to do better. Real is saying that I'm not accepting this just because you told me this. Because I came from this situation doesn't mean I have to act like this. Just because I'm from the hood don't mean I have to do this. Just because I grew up in this neighborhood doesn't mean I need to do that. Just because this is what the world says is okay doesn't mean I have to follow it. Real means being you, who you are authentically. Not what you put on, not what you say, but who you really are to the core. But the problem is, most people have been fake for so long, they don't even understand who the real them is. Most people are so bogged down with unforgiveness, with hurt, with pain, with toxic thoughts, that they don't understand what freedom is. They don't understand, again, what it is to be their authentic self. Because they've been covering up their authentic self for so long, when they finally do see it, it shocks them or they're afraid because the authentic them doesn't fit in with the world. And everybody authentic self fits in with the world. It's just the fact of until the rest of the world becomes authentic. No, your real doesn't mix well with the fake, but you have to be okay with that. So this is what we're doing. Your mission, should you choose to accept, do an inventory of your life. Find those holes, find those gaps, find those failures, those incompletions, and go back and do something about it. Let's not take trash into trash from the past (laughs) into the future. I have faith that you could do it. And I'm not saying it's going to be an easy thing. Peeling back the layers of trauma, peeling back the layers of fakeness, it can hurt. It can be uncomfortable, but it's necessary. It is necessary. It's a whole new world on the other side of fakeness. (laughs) The possibilities are endless. And then we could come to a point where it's not about how you look, what you say. I'll be able to see you from a space of an imperfect person who makes mistakes. So I'm going to leave you with that because I want you to have the time to actually sit and think about it. Don't rush into it. Even if this this thought process spills into 2020, I don't want you to think that, oh my God, it's January 1st, so I didn't have my incompletions completed. If you've even started the process to figure out what your incompletions are, that's the first step. So even though your thought process or your inventorying of all those incompletions may spill into 2020, still take care of them. Still go back and rebuild those bridges, however long it takes until you are complete. Do the work, put the work in. It won't be in vain. Again, it may put you in an uncomfortable space. It may even hurt a little bit. But at the end of it all, it's freedom. And what could anybody ask for more than that? So I'll leave you on that note. This is Gabe with Weapons of War Podcast. 
We got a lot of good things for you coming in 2020. If by chance you want to ask a question, have some, how shall I say, ideas for show topics, don't ever think you can't reach out and touch me. Email me at wowpod1 at gmail.com. Or you could even hit me up at markformastery at gmail.com. Whichever one, you know, makes you feel better. But if you need someone to talk to, if you have questions, you can always contact me. Until next time, Happy New Year. Peace.